Chapter 12. Flying. Megan was up early Saturday morning. When she first awoke, she could hear everyone downstairs and felt anxious enough about her plan that she couldn't go back to sleep. She lay awake in bed as the sun rose and finally got herself out of bed and dressed. She came downstairs to find nearly everyone there. Vicky was washing breakfast dishes in the kitchen, and Charlie was sitting at the breakfast table reading the paper. Howard was in the dining room, flipping through a check register, assorted bills scattered in front of him. Megan walked over to the other side of the house to find Sam and Rom sitting on the sofa holding video game controllers. Sam looked at the screen intently, his tongue curled over his upper lip, but the sounds coming from the game did not sound encouraging. Sam turned around, undeterred by his apparent loss. Megan, Rom is letting me play his in in television, Rom chimed in, chuckling. Yeah, and this is Night Stalker, and you have to shoot the robots. And there are different color robots, and there's auto racing, and that's where you drive a race car all over the town. Megan couldn't help but smile at Sam's excitement. Rom, who contrasted Sam's pajamas with slacks and a sweater vest over a button-down shirt, turned and smiled at Megan, unable to get a word in edgewise. Megan walked back to the other side, figuring she would start in the kitchen. Vicky, she asked, sighing and steeling herself against the knowing grin that she was sure Charlie had in her peripheral vision. Do you have any plans for Thanksgiving? Vicky stopped, noticeably surprised at the question. No, I don't think so, she responded, flashing a curious look back at Megan. Why, do you? Well, Charlie and I, she emphasized his name to force him to participate in the quest, went to see Linda, and Sam invited her over for Thanksgiving dinner, and... Well, she sounded like she might actually come. Really? Vicky looked surprised. Wow. Megan knew that Vicky was closer to Linda than any of them. Do you think she will? Well, I suppose, maybe. Does Howard know? Not yet, Megan responded. She looked over at the table with a grin. Charlie said he was going to talk to him here in a few minutes. Charlie looked up, stupefied. Oh, whatever. Vicky laughed. Well, I think it would be nice. If you all are up for it, we'd need to get some grocery shopping done. She looked over at Charlie. You suppose we could get everyone to pitch in on the bill? I'm in, Charlie responded. I'm sure the other guys would be willing too if they don't have anything else planned. Megan felt excited. Was it really going together this easily? Of course, she felt comfortable asking Vicky. That was the easy part. She went over to Charlie and sat down. Now you should go ask Howard, she told him under her breath. Why don't you? You're doing great so far. She glared at him, but he didn't look up. She kicked him under the table, but he just grinned. She sighed, got up, and walked into the dining room where Howard was sitting, still poring over bills. Howard, she said, do you want to have a Thanksgiving dinner here? Because, I mean, Sam was asking about it. She figured she'd avoid mentioning Linda, at least not right away. Howard looked up. Uh, Sounds like a great idea, Megan. Are you thinking about a turkey and everything? Yeah, Megan answered. Vicky said she could get the shopping done and I could help her with the cooking. Howard took his reading glasses off and looked visibly impressed. That sounds wonderful. Megan felt horribly awkward at this point. Okay, she remarked and went back into the kitchen. Charlie, who had overheard her conversation with Howard, looked up. Nice going, champ. He remarked quietly, so as to prevent Howard from hearing. Megan balled up her fist and shook it at him. You know, I could call her if you want, Megan, Vicky said, moving toward the phone. I don't think she's working today. 
Um, yeah, that'd be great, Megan responded. Vicky went over to the phone on the wall by a counter and picked up the handset. Immediately they could hear a screeching come over the phone. Vicky muttered, oh shoot, and quickly hung it back up. Sorry, Rom, she yelled to the other room. I didn't know you were using it. Megan immediately realized what had happened. Ronham had a modem, which allowed him to connect his computer over the phone lines to other computers. Megan didn't know why, but he usually only did it at night so as to not tie up the phone line. It wasn't the first time someone had picked up a handset and ruined his connection. Megan had even done it once or twice. It's okay, came the response from the other room, polite but visibly frustrated. I thought he was playing video games in there with Sam, Megan explained. Vicky shook her head slightly. He didn't tell me he was using it this morning. I think maybe it was still connected from when he was using it last night. He must be trying to load some big file or something. Rom came in after a minute and opened the refrigerator. Rom, I'm so sorry. I hope that didn't mess you up, Vicky said, turning to him. No, it's okay, Vicky. I forgot to tell you I was on. Not your fault. He seemed a little deflated. I really just need to get Mountain Bell out here and have them put in a second line. Well, I'm really sorry. You can get right back on if you want. I promise I won't touch the phone. Don't worry about it, Vic. I'll go on tonight. It'll be fine. Having grabbed a can of soda from the refrigerator, Rom left the kitchen and walked back down the hallway. A few minutes later, Sam came into the kitchen, looking bored. Hey, Sambo, Charlie said, turning the page of his newspaper. Did you have some breakfast, buddy? Yeah, Sam responded, seeming a little distracted. What's the matter, bud? Charlie asked. Rom said he had to stop playing video games with me. He said I could keep playing if I wanted, but I'm not very good at it. I asked him if he could play a little bit more, but he went upstairs because he said he was very busy. Oh, he probably is, Vicky said, putting a dirty skillet into the soapy water of the sink. I'm sure he'll be able to play them with you later again, though. Charlie got up from the table. Hey, Sam, how about if I play with you? Sam brightened up. Okay, he exclaimed, and bounded into the other room, followed by Charlie. Megan sat down at the table. I guess I'll wait and ask Rom about Thanksgiving later. That's probably a good idea. He's probably irritated that I messed up his computer thing, but you know you'll never get him to admit it. I bet he had it set to load all night, and now he's going to have to start over. What do you think he's doing? Oh, uh, she started, then paused. Probably research. For what? Uh, I don't know, Vicky answered, unconvincingly. Is it something with Howard? Megan asked, lowering her voice a little. I thought I heard them talking about something the other night. Vicky seemed uncomfortable. Well, it might be something personal, Megan. Megan hated it when Vicky suddenly switched into her motherly, you're too young to understand grown-up things attitude, and sighed and slumped back in her chair. I don't understand why Rom hangs around here anyway. He's got all kinds of money. Why doesn't he just find his own place like Linda? Well, Rom really looks up to Howard. Why? Megan responded, more to herself than to Vicky. Did Rom ever tell you about his dad? No. Vicky began draining the dirty dishwater and dried her hands. Really, it's his story to tell, she said in a slightly quieter voice. But he's not the type to talk about himself. Maybe just don't let on that I told you. Okay, Megan responded, her curiosity piqued. Rom's dad was some high-powered executive. Come to think of it, he might have owned his own company. Rom's brother Julian was quite a bit older. He went off to college and got a job with the same company, and I think they both hoped Rom would follow suit. Rom didn't, though. Apparently, he was really into electronics in high school. 
he liked doing the computer stuff, and I think that if it weren't for his dad, he would have been happy just sticking with that. Thing is, though, Rom loved his dad. Anyway, his dad told him he should go to school and get a degree in business and that there'd be a job in the company waiting for him when he was finished. He didn't really want to, but he wanted to make his dad proud of him, so he did it. He did okay at school, considering his heart wasn't really in it, and he got his MBA. But when the time finally came to take a job at his dad's company, he decided to turn him down. He told me once it was the hardest thing he'd ever had to do. Megan sat spellbound. She had never known about any of this. All she had ever heard about Rom was that he was a drug addict before he jumped, and even that was based on something she had overheard one night. Vicky continued, So he decided that he would start a business here in Los Alamos doing video production. It was what he loved to do, and being able to do it for a living made him happy. His dad wasn't real supportive at first, but he finally realized that it was what Rom wanted, so he actually set Rom up with the loans he needed to get things started. Rom did pretty well, hired a staff, and rented out some space across from the high school, but he was feeling a lot of pressure from his dad to succeed, and I think that's what made him start using cocaine. Isn't that why he jumped? Megan asked. Wasn't he, like, always high? Vicky frowned. Everyone's got a reason to jump, Megan. Drugs are never okay, but it was the stress that drove them to them. They cost a lot of money, so he started dipping into the investment money. Since he was draining the accounts, and pretty soon he was spending more time on the drugs than on the business, the business failed. And I think he was so detached from it all that he didn't really realize that everything was going downhill. Pretty soon there he was with all this debt. He sank deeper and deeper, and I think the people he hung out with, they helped him get more drugs, even though he didn't have any money. By that point, he was doing different drugs, and the one he was on this one night, I guess it makes people think they can do anything. So he went out onto the bridge and jumped off. Because he thought he could fly, Megan said to herself, remembering now what she had overheard months before. Vicky stopped for a minute, and Megan thought she flashed the tiniest smile as she thought. Do you know what he told me once? He said, Vicky, I did fly. That's the thing. After jumping, it was the first time he really felt free. Free from his father's expectations, free from his debts, and everything. Was he still, you know, addicted after he jumped? He was, but he didn't have any money. And of course, none of the people who had been helping him knew who he was anymore. I think when he tried to go home, his dad had him arrested, so he went to jail. But they released him since he didn't have any drugs on him or anything. How did he end up here? He attended a support group at the hospital, and he would eat lunch at the cafeteria on the days he came. We got to talking, and eventually we realized that we were both jumpers. I guess it had been a while since he had jumped. He had already gotten his job at the TV station and everything. He had been sleeping on a couch in the studio while he was looking for a place to live, so I checked with Howard, and, well, you know the rest. Is that why he likes Howard so much? Because he took him in? Oh, it's a lot more than that. I think Rom looks up to Howard the same way he looks up to his father. I know Howard isn't always the most emotionally available man, but if you can imagine, it sounds like he's better than Rom's dad was. Megan sat quietly for a minute or so. She had been in this place almost a year and had never been interested in anyone's past, figuring that nothing was there worth learning about. They were all jumpers, after all. What more was there? Well, she had asked Charlie about his past, but he would just change the subject. It had made her think that the subject matter was off-limits for discussion. It gave her just another reason not to ask anyone else. 
Megan went up to her room. Everybody's got a reason to jump, she thought, remembering Vicky's words. She grabbed her coat, gloves, and a hat and decided to go for a walk. She got to the bridge and started across, as she had done so many times in the past year, but it was the first time she had been to the bridge since her dream. It seemed a little more peaceful than usual today. As she walked across, she saw herself and Greg dangling off the side of the bridge, ready to accept their fates. She hadn't let it enter her thoughts before. She had been too angry at the old Greg to give his ghost the satisfaction. But today she stopped at the spot where she had jumped and looked over the side. Gazing down into the canyon, she thought about how truly strange it was. She could jump right now and never touch the trees far below. She could jump and once again no one would know her. All she had to do was jump. Everybody's got a reason. She walked to the other side and instead of climbing through the hole in the fence, she followed the canyon edge until she reached the small clearing where she had found herself after making the jump. She knelt and read the small engraved wooden sign that Rom had affixed to the base of the trunk of one of the trees. Did you jump? Call 662-8253 for help. For help, she thought. Was it really help? She thought about how she had felt, living with her parents, not feeling like she belonged, and now how she wanted to leave Howard's for the same reason. Was it just that she was never happy? She walked back up to the tower and climbed out through the hole in the fence. She followed the dirt path up Canyon Road to head downtown, but with no plan or care for her destination.